Well, hey there, and welcome to the Scattered Saints podcast. My name is Josh, and I'm so glad that you decided to join us today. We have a very, very special message from Pastors Brett and Desiree. They are sharing their vision for the church. Um, We have two churches coming under one name. So pay attention, get ready, and I'll talk to you guys at the end of the podcast. Feels like a counseling session. Yeah. Right. We've got so many problems. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's it's always... It's funny, though, because over the last year, there has been so much going on, not only with church stuff, not only with our city, but the world. This thing called COVID popped up, and we're just... I, I think we're all still trying to figure out what we're trying to do. What has the last year been like? For you guys, <laughs> I mean, where do you where do you begin? I, I mean, so you've got. I mean, I think it's safe to say, even for us, the single biggest change in the last eight years, right? You know, we for eight years we 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 started, engaged, planted the church. Mm-hmm. You know, that's been our whole life. That's mm-hmm. you know, I, I tell people that is my hobby, <laughs> that that is my job. It's, it's he's not lying. It's like that's... it's just like it's so that's your whole life, and so we're. Uh, we go through the biggest transition in our own lives. Church, each church engaged goes through this major transition where, uh, you know, we're around all the time. Like we're so hands-on, we're, we're everywhere, and now we're not around as much. And then, you know, Weka gets a, a, a new leader um, after having amazing pastors for the last, you know, hmm. 24 years. Yeah. And so everyone's in this state of, like, transition and figuring that out and just starting to build relationships, just starting to build trust, just starting to fit, like just starting. To and then out. global pandemic. I can remember um, the Sunday where we just like pumped the brakes. And I made the decision at four o'clock on a Friday. Um, and after then, wrestling with it. After Friday. wrestling with it, you know, yeah. for a week, you know, you're, you're looking at data. You're talking to politicians at various levels. You're, you're, you're hearing the news and all these conversations that are being had, but no, no actual, uh, you know, statement about mm-hmm. what you should or shouldn't do has been out yeah. or presented yet. So we're trying to just wrestle through everything that we're hearing and try to discern what's the right thing for the church right now. Did you feel like there was no right decision? Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of felt like a lose lose. Yeah, like. So some of the mentalities like, okay, what's the government saying? Mm-hmm. What's like, what's the best information that we have? Because remember, this is March, so this isn't like the information that we have now. This is like whatever is available, we have it. What are some of the, our other uh, other churches doing? What are our colleagues doing? Um, you know, mm-hmm. and then let's make the best decision that we can for us. And that's why, you know, it was left, you know, it was, I, I may be saying it was left is the wrong way to say it because it wasn't left. That's why it was no. wrestled with yeah. until the very last moment that we could wrestle with it. And ultimately, you know, we have to be safe. We have to be wise. And that started um, an uncharted journey. And the crazy thing is that we've actually now led longer at Weka. Um, and in this new season, longer in COVID than we have in, quote unquote, 
normal times. I mean, the, pur the purpose of a vision Sunday is for us to see the vision of what pastoral team, what leadership does. Mm -hmm. um, behind the scenes, what, what does it look like on a day-to-day, on a, on, a -day, on a week to week to gear up for online services? Because now we can't do this whole in-church thing. Yeah, so I mean, the whole world shifted like that. Um, and we're, it was no different for us. Uh, so even that first week, I mean, the whole, before we could gather together, so before, you know, summer, before drive-ins, before we could come back together in buildings, um, everything changed. Everything had to be reimagined. Yeah. And and then you're just, you're grappling, like, and the teams are so amazing. Like, mm -hmm. I, I just wish I could convey to people how hard people work to make that thing happen that online service, that thing that you grew tired of uh, was people slaving, you know, yeah. away like week after week. That first, so the first one we did, we preached, I preached Saturday afternoon. We filmed worship Sunday evening. Saturday evening. Saturday evening, sorry. They edited it all night long and at 9 a.m. delivered a hard drive yeah. to the church so that we could upload it. So we could go live for 11 a.m. and we finished uploading at 10:58, mm. <laughs> and then you layer onto that the entire church, the church world globally going online. So we used to have a saying: uh, anytime yeah. like something would fail, that the church broke the internet, and that was what it was like for like the first two months. It, it was, was like, legitimately true. It was there, a there were fight. so many churches that had suddenly shifted so drastically yeah. uh, to online that everyone was t occupying all of the space. Yeah. So, and then, and then what, how we like connected change, like we can't count on a lobby conversation. We can't no. go for coffee. We can't build relationships. So when you're in a new place, <laughs> you can't build new relationships. When you're in the place that you've been for the last eight, eight years, you can't maintain relationships in the way that everyone's accustomed to, yeah. uh, you know, so much of my life and our lives revolves around sitting together, mm -hmm. doing this, having a coffee together or a meal together, or just sharing time together. This was our normal. You know, this, this, is, this is our everyday life, and that yeah. just goes in a minute. And so then, again, amazed by our teams that, that packed groceries and pivoted. Like, our number one thing became grocery delivery and hamper delivery. And, and, and at the very beginning, I think we did some prescriptions. And phone and, calls. And then phone calls. Like, how do we provide? How do we connect? Well, sometimes you got to go old school. You know, you got to pick up the phone. And I think people didn't even realize that they're getting phoned by the church because we had so many volunteers and so many people picking up a phone to call somebody. It's like, well, no, but you know, we, we've, we made thousands of phone calls um, in a short amount of time. And then I pivoted. I started, uh, I started doing cold calls because I was like, how do I meet people? So I just would like call people randomly. And then that made people nervous. So I stopped doing that a little bit. And then I started doing handwritten notes to people. And just trying to introduce myself or just trying to connect, re-engage with somebody that I haven't been able to talk to and text messages and phone calls. So the, the whole world shifted. We got busier. We didn't slow down. We no. didn't we didn't stop. Like we got busier. So what well, you know, I we maybe missed a week or two. Like most of the you know, we we scattered the team, but for me I, I was here every day and we just kinda it was busier than ever. So in some ways, things didn't change, but then yet things did change. Was there a, a hardest part, uh, whether it's relationship-wise, whether it's, you know, we don't get to hug people, we touch our mm -hmm. face too much. Like, what was the hardest part for you? I think that, for me, was the hardest part, the relational connectivity 
part of it, not being able to, um, not be able to meet people, not be able to share, you know, our hearts with people, not have them be able to share their hearts with us, not be able to do all of those things that build relationship and trust. And, mm -hmm. you know, when you're in a season like this and, and you're in a transition, that's the most important thing from the start. Mm -hmm. And we couldn't do that. And that's, that has been, I would say for me, at least the, the biggest challenge. So now you've got a group of people who are used to you leading and guiding them and your voice isn't the same that it was. And maybe there's, there's a grieving process that goes on there. And then you can't connect, you can't do the same familiar things that you would do to reassure or to calm somebody. And then you've got a whole nother group of people that they don't know you at all. And they have no reason to trust you. And um, no, no reason to understand why decisions are made yeah. or why we do things the way we do them. There's no. Yeah. And then combine that clarity. with probably having to make some of the most difficult decisions that I've ever made in my life. Hmm. Um, you know, it, it's a recipe for uh, the grace of God to be magnified because that's what you've got. Like, it's no that's joke when we got. say that's all you've got. We follow Jesus one step at a time. Like, that's that's not like just a catchphrase. That's yeah. literally that's truth. No. Yeah. And there's days where you're very aware of that. You know, just like everybody else, and I don't think our situation is any more di any different, no. than, different than the context is different than anybody else who's who who went through major transition and major change, mm -hmm. and and then you're also going through the layers of you know trying to take care of people, lead people, love people, and uh, and then ultimately point people to Jesus. And there's high points like don't like we had six thousand over six thousand active viewers at Easter, and we're not even like passive who watched for three seconds. That's not even, like, to put that in context, we had 2,500 across all of our services, all of our locations at Christmas. Yeah. So in some ways, you're, you were reaching more people than you've ever reached before. Mm -hmm. um, so there's, like, there's high moments. Mm -hmm. Like, there's high points. I will say it was very cold preaching on that roof. Uh, <laughs> very, very cold. Uh, but, hey, you only live once. Right. And we'll do it for Jesus. Um, you guys, thought, you, I mean, you had mentioned about hard decisions. In a, in a, if we were to look back a year ago to when you guys transitioned into, you know, taking over this position and you would have your own vision. I mean, this is why we call it Vision Sunday. A year mm -hmm. ago, your vision would be this, you know, we A, B, C, D. This is how it was all going to lay out. And, you know, we want to make God laugh. We make a plan. Mm -hmm. And then the mm -hmm. COVID happens and everything yeah. else. But there are certain things probably that you've been able to accomplish that you've wanted to. Yeah. There are maybe things now that uh, are going to change in the future. And there's things that you might have planned now that are going to be not going to happen in five years from now. Right. When it comes to changes and, and things, are, are you ha happy with what you have done? Are there certain things that maybe we still need to be looking forward to and maybe what the future has in store? Sure. I mean, um, I think any self-reflective or self-aware person kind of has an active running scorecard that's like, okay, I did that pretty well, didn't do that very well. I got room for improvement here mm -hmm. and, and we can do better there. So I, or we, you know, we really got that. And I think it's, I think that uh, that's life, right? That's the journey. Mm -hmm. And um, I think we did, and our team did some things exceptionally well and continues to do them exceptionally well. Um, I'm very proud of what we deliver week to week online continually to this day. Um, and that led to a whole change, a shift in our whole mindset. 
when we come back to the building, are we simply going to give people a look into the building? Or are we going to change our mentality to say, when I watch online, I'm not watching online. I'm going and I'm, and I'm being a part of an online community. It's a place where I can gather with people. So we had to rethink and reimagine and reprocess for ourselves and in our own hearts, like, what are we even doing here? Because I think, you know, in the past, online's always been an afterthought. But now it's like, as people are grappling with, is it safe for me to come back? Is it safe for me? Like, or my job, I can't or I shouldn't. Um, that now they've got a place where they can experience Jesus. It's, it's not the same as live, hmm. but it's great. And there's also now uh, an infrastructure built around online mm-hmm. that it's not a live look in to Weka. It's not a live look in into Engage. It's its own thing. And it's got its own, you know, pastor and it's got its own team. And there's people that are, are making it happen. And now... Uh, you could watch it on demand, but I would say, you know, that's why we shifted. We went to one service time online. Well, why did you go to one service time online when the world's going on demand? Well, you can always watch it on demand. But again, you're watching it on demand. When we come to church, we're participating in community. Mm-hmm. So if I come at this time, I can participate on community with this group of people and be a part of a shared experience, though it's coming from my house. I'm experiencing what all these people are experiencing with me together, whether it's in chat or it's uh, watching it, you know, as participating online. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, so I think it's like a lot of these subtle tweaks of like, well, how do we do this? I mean, we have people that watch from Australia, Finland regularly, Slovenia. We have people that watch um, and give from Ontario, Saskatchewan, BC. So they're literally active participants in our community. No one saw that coming. Like, so now how do we, like, what does it mean to be a member? What does it mean to be a participant? What does it mean? So we have to, you know, I think there's a lot more even questions and answers, but I think um, I'm proud of the pivot. You know, we tried some things. We, we, I love to fail forward, you know, as you know, uh, which means I often, you often fail, but that's how you learn things. You, you, you take a risk, you try something, you learn what to do. You, more importantly, you learn what not to do. So like we pivoted to radio. We mm. said, okay, well, how do like how do we like I thought about my grandma. Um, we lost my grandpa during COVID. My grandma can't get on the computer. How is she gonna experience church? How is she gonna connect? Well, she can't do Facebook. Normally a grandson or somebody would, somebody go, would go and set and it up. Set you can't up. do that. Right. But you, you can do AM radio. Like AM radio they you can do, and you can do that earlier in the morning because you're up, right? Yeah. So it's like, what's the pivot? What's the pivot? Like, how do we do what we do? How we deliver it in a way that makes sense for somebody, right? And um, I think that's, yeah, that, that's been the really cool part, I would say, mm-hmm. is watching a reimagination. I do believe, I've said this a ton of times, and I will keep saying it, I believe this is the greatest reformation of the church since Martin Luther. We talk about all these things that have gone on, though. And, I mean, there's still changes ahead. There's still, we don't know what next is going to look like. Um, in your mind, is there anything that you see? Is there any uh, changes in that that you foresee that, you know, he- here we are? I mean, you're <laughs> suggesting it's Vision Sunday, so. Well, that's, so we should that, probably. That, that's kind of the point of there being a vision is that. What's yeah, coming? What's what coming? You guys, what you guys foresee, yeah. mm-hmm. and then we put it in 
to place. Yes, absolutely. I mean, so I think this Vision Sunday is, is unique and it stands alone for, for those who uh, come from engaged, we're used to an annual Vision Sunday, we're used to a major announcement <laughs> or four, <laughs> you know, and, and then there's a plan and usually there's a summer break and then we come back and we put that plan into practice mm-hmm. into September. Um, so now we're in a different timing, we're in a different rhythm. You know, this would be our first one uh, with our Weka family uh, that we're doing. And I think the reason why this one's special and this one's different is because part of today is a celebration that we're still here. Jesus is still on the throne. And he's got an incredible plan and a purpose for these communities uh, of faith and these families. And it's a blended family that's coming together. And you've got different backgrounds and different stories, but you've got more that's in common that's, than that's different. And I think that's what we've been discovering is how many similarities are woven through the DNA from, from different stages uh, of, of Weka and Engage. They're in different times in their church histories, but there's actually more the same than there is separately. I think what I love um, is... You know, when we went online, mm-hmm. we didn't have all the equipment at Weka that we needed. We didn't have all the people. We didn't have all the stuff. But between the two of us, we could, like, pool our resources. Mm-hmm. And there's something about a family coming together. Yeah, there is. And I, and I think, too, 2020 has been just crazy. And nobody knows what to expect. And there are just so many things that are coming at us from all sides. And I think what's needed most now, and I say this for, for our church families, but I, I mean this as a general thing, is that the, there needs to be a unified church mm-hmm. that has a heart first and foremost above everything and anything else to reach people for Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. And He's when, it. And when we think about family, you think about, uh, like when we think about the natural, right? There's a family name. And there's a DNA and there's like characteristics that get passed down. Like it's amazing as parents to see, you know, our sons start exhibiting these characteristics. You're like, oh, sorry, sorry, guy. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> I'm sorry that I passed that on to you. Or, you know, it's like those things happen. But more than just characteristics and DNA, which is very important, there's something that our family all carries. And in, in that's Esslinger, right? We, we carry this name. And I think now more than ever... Um, as we've got these two families that come from different backgrounds, I mean, this this is a this is a love story, right? This is a, <laughs> this is the familiar t- uh, tale of, of two people coming together. Their their lives are coming together. You know, all of a sudden you didn't you didn't know that you were going to meet somebody, and all of a sudden there it is, it, and it just kind of happens, and you're bringing these families together. And then what happens in in, in real life is is your relationship progresses, you get engaged. And then you get married, and then what happened in the natural is Desiree went from Desiree Satcher to Desiree Esslinger, and, and you're, you've got one name, mm-hmm. right? And you have one name as a family, and throughout COVID, um, at the very beginning, we, the first series we did was Scattered Saints, and we were talking about how like Jesus has this incredible plan in every significant move of God, particularly the New Testament, was marked by a scattering of the saints. 
It all happened. It didn't, like, God didn't inflict it. I mean, Nero inflicted it to the early church, and he caused this scattering out of Jerusalem across, you know, the, the known world that, that caused the gospel to perpetuate and to, to reach the ends of the earth. And I believe what's happening is, is that we're actually being scattered, but we're not being scattered to the ends of the earth. We're being scattered to the ends of our neighborhood. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And so this idea of the scattered saints just started to, to ring. And it was a, our first sermon series. And then it was like, hold on, I think this is our rallying cry, something that we could we could get around, something that we can like buy into and believe in, something that's that ties us together, that whether you go to church in Engage or you go to church at Weka on Sunday, we are the scattered saints that are gathered together under one name, the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, and through that process as we've been talking about bringing these families together, the, the Lord started speaking to me so strongly about the idea of being a saint. And I think we have all kinds of affiliations or attachments with that word. I mean, I don't know, you think of, uh, you know, maybe uh, Catholicism. Mm-hmm. You know, you think about making someone becoming a saint. Or you think, I think about the Spruce Grove Saints, the hockey yeah, that's, team that's what know, I was gonna uh, say. in Spruce Grove or <laughs> New Orleans. You know, you think about Drew Brees or you think about like there's all kinds of connections. But that was the word that was used to describe the people of God. Mm-hmm. And the idea, root words, etymology, track it all the way back, mm-hmm. comes from the idea of being holy, which means to be set apart. And there's something about when the set-apart ones are sent apart, that the plans and purposes of God invade the earth, mm-hmm. that he changes things. When the set-apart ones, the idea of being a saint is that you're set apart, that God has a plan and a purpose, a destiny for you, a purpose for you, not that you're perfect. Like, <laughs> every, every saint has a past, but every sinner has a future. Mm-hmm. And so it's not about where we're at odds or where this, no, no, no. This is what it is to, to be becoming, to becoming like Christ is to look more and more like him is, is to this word saints, which was just a word, like we would say Christian was, was the word that was used. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and there's something beautiful about knowing that not only were you handcrafted by God, but that he called you, he purposed you, he's got good plans for you, he has a destiny for you, he wants to take wherever you've been in life and he wants to turn it around for good, the good, the bad, the ugly, no matter who you are, and that you're on this process of transformation, that he loves you so much, he's not going to leave you, no matter who you are. And that that process is when the people of God Follow Jesus one step at a time, mm-hmm. and you're becoming, and you are, a saint. And it's like, okay, so, well, we're not scattered anymore. Like, now we're gathered. Well, no, we're gathered for an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. You know, we spend more time scattered than gathered. Uh, but the reality is we're still the saints, the set-apart ones who are sent apart to reach people with the hope, love, and life that's found in Jesus. And that's why we're really excited about this next chapter where we come under one name, Mm -hmm. the name of Jesus, but we come under one name as a family, Mm -hmm. Saints Church. And that comes into play 
went. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't just let it hang for yeah. a moment? Okay. Uh, no. Saints Church. Three, two, one. And that <laughs> becomes when. Right. So we, you know, the reason why it's important to talk about this now is because there's a process um, that it's not, you're not going to walk outside into the lobby and all the signs are changed and, and, and the building is, is different. Um, we won't become Saints Church until the new year. Hmm. And, but we wanted to let people know that we're, we're one family and that we're in this together. And we're in it for the long haul. Mm -hmm. And we've got one identity. And no matter whether you're in Parkland County, Spruce Grove, Stony Plain, Edmonton, or surrounding area, that there's a Saints Church near you. Well, hey, guys, and thanks for joining us on the Scattered Saints podcast. We are so excited for our new church name and new vision under Saints Church. If you want to know more about our church, you can go to saints.church to see some teasers about what our new church is going to look like, or you can go to scatteredsaints.ca to connect with us. One of our pastors would love to talk to you. So go to scatteredsaints.ca, and we'll see you guys next week. Thanks so much.